what is that all about? Welcome to Politics Done Right, my dear beautiful people. I am Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here. And who's here so far? Who has made it in so far? Peggy Lopez is in the house. Breach MCP is in the second house. Breach, thank you for getting that uh, that that donation cha- train started off. You were the first one. I think you made sure that Houston represented. So we got we then got contributions from Bowman. We got not Bowman contributions from Montgomery County. We got contributions from Humble, Texas. We got contributions from uh, a couple other places. But it started in New York. Welcome, New York. So that was great, folks. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Robert Davenport says, Greetings, progressives. Greetings, progressives. How are all my progressives doing? Great. Don't worry. I love my conservatives too, but we'd like you to put a little bit of progressive butter on your bread. Alistair Water says, Can't chat, but I'm listening. Hey, Alistair, guess what? Bruce uh, was in the house with me today at KPFT inside the studios, and he did a lot of talking. On the, on the air here in Houston. If you have the time, remember I'm there Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And all, anybody in my PDR posse can come on and sit down and have a little chat in the house at KPFT. So, folks. So, Peggy, if you're around, you know, just give me a shout. I'll tell you how to get there. And, um, you know, you can come and sit next to, to all of us good people at KPFT and... Have a chat around the studio table and be on air as well because you know you have a lot to say. AVQ is in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Whole Foods Market. The house, El Señor, uh, Rodnin, and of course, we also have Eric Hayes. And you know Eric is going to talk about Tulsi now. Eric's going to talk about Tulsi. Let's get busy. Let's get busy. The Independent UK. Russia invites U.S. states to secede and join country. Senior Russian lawmakers Alexander Tolmachev has seemingly invited American states to secede and instead join the Russian Federation amid Poland showing support amongst Americans for their states to break away. He cited polls showing Americans wanting their states to break away from the U.S. before calling for any such U.S. state wanting to join Russia to hold elections on the matter. For any conservatives reading this, you are being openly mocked on the international stage. (laughs) The positions you and other Republicans have taken are so damaging to the nation you claim to have patriotism for that Russian politicians are publicly joking that you are Russian agents. Ha! I remember the t-shirts in 2016 that said, I'd rather be a Russian than a Democrat. This is the end result of that. You sold your nation for a red hat. Wow. That's a good one, Senor Rudnin. Second one says, Intercept UK. The rights anti-vaxxers are killing. The rights anti-vaxxers are killing Republicans. Okay. Let me just, let me just give Republicans a little latitude here. 
because the, this anti-vaccine movement, and you know, I, I have to be fair when I speak. And it is very important that I, we hold on to credibility. The anti-vaxxer movement isn't a right thing, right? Isn't from the right. There are a lot, a lot of these progressive folks who are these super vegans and all of that that are that also helped out in this anti-vaxxer thing. So I just wanted to come clean on that. Now I'll read. I haven't read it yet. I'll read what Brother Rudnan has to say, but I, I want to make sure that we're fair here. You know, we, we had a lot of anti-vaxxers on our side. When I say on our side, I'm sorry, I'm on the progressive side. All right. A new study by the National Bureau of Economic Research. Oh, I want to stop. Sorry. I want to say, though, we didn't have a whole lot of, we had a lot of anti-vaxxers, but they were wearing their masks and they were doing the other protective things. They just didn't want a substance in your body. I disagree with it, but at least they weren't trying not to wear masks or anything like that. Okay. Let me continue with what Rudnan said. A study by the National Bureau of Economic Research has found that political affiliation has emerged as a potential risk factor for COVID-19 that significantly more Republicans and Democrats have died from the virus since the introduction of vaccines in early 2021 to protect against the disease and has concluded that many Americans have long suspected the COVID-19 pandemic has killed more Republicans than Democrats. That's sad. The study found that debt rates from COVID-19 were only slightly higher for Republicans than Democrats during the early days of the pandemic before vaccines became available. But by the summer of 2021, just a few months after vaccines were introduced, the Republicans' excess death rate rose to double that of Democrats, and this gap widened further in the winter of 2021. The sudden increase in the gap between Republican and Democratic debts rates suggests that vaccine takes up likely played an important role. The study found, despite the fact that more than 1 million Americans have died from the virus, many Republican politician leaders, particularly in red states, refused to impose stringent public health restrictions during the pandemic and criticized uh, mask and vaccination mandates. That opposition led many Republicans to deny that the vaccines worked and to refuse to get the shots in and possible presidential contender by leading the right-wing charge against public health mandates. The partisan divide over vaccination developed almost as soon as COVID-19 vaccines became available in early 2021, and it's continued in widen, to widen. By 2021, 92% of registered Democrats have been vaccinated, compared with 56% of Republicans, according to the Gallup survey at the time. I hate to see that, but you know, you know what they say? Uh, it's Darwin's law, right? The fittest survive. And fittest also mean being, uh, thinking wisely, thinking intelligently. So I guess that's what happens, but it's nothing to crow about. Uh, because do remember, uh, we cherish life. Times reveal the Advantage program. Health insurance companies are incentivized to make patients appear more ill than they actually cost. Or, and it cost $12 billion and $25 billion in 2020 alone. I saw that. I, in fact, I wrote about that yesterday, and uh, I think I have an article out today on my Substack. Tulsi has, this is from Eric Hayes. That previous one was from Peggy Lopez. Uh, Tulsi has the Gabby Wow, a rising star in 2016, and endorsed by former President Obama, and when she voices, no, she endorsed Obama, okay? 
when she voices her belief and pushes back, she gets oosted. This sounds like it was created by former party. Take this and replicate it now and you have force to reckon with in the midterms. People are tired of current state and may force change to common sense policy. Hmm. I would like you to tell me a common sense policy as you see it, Eric. Because I know the policies I stand for are common sense. The things that you've claimed thus far are not mathematically sound. But please, uh, show me otherwise. Prove me wrong. Eric Hayes, what are your thoughts on officials only getting to trade on things outside of their legislative agendas, meaning they can only have your salaries and not pass on in? For Pelosi has made a killing. Do- I agree. If you, if you want to serve the people, you can't serve capitalism. That's how I feel. And it seems like that's how you feel too, Eric. So you must not be a real capitalist because Nancy Pelosi was right. When she says, I want to do it, I'm a capitalist. She's saying who she is. And you all should love her for that. I don't. I think if you're serving the public, you can't have any semblance of capitalism in the Senate or House because it will govern the laws that you make. And they should be they should be completely, entirely. Obama endorses Gabor for... Oh, okay, I learned something. I, I stand corrected, folks. Earlier I said that Tulsi endorsed Obama. Apparently it's Obama endorse. Make sure that's a true statement, um, Rudnan. Make sure it's real. Make sure it's real. And you said it's a fact check. Okay, good. I stand corrected, like I said. When I stand corrected, I'm corrected. So I, it's... Uh, check out to see if Tulsi also endorsed Obama. I think she did, but check it out for me. But I was wrong. I, I, I thought uh, that Obama never did endorse Tulsi, so I was wrong on that. Good afternoon, everyone, says Maywood. Bridge MCP says, hi, Lopez. Every case says, Egberto, you, you made the point. She supported Bernie, and that is left as you can get. But now, sees there is no common sense policy decision, so Tulsi leaves. No. Tulsi leaves left because of many other reasons. I can't go into it right now. You take the vaccine if you want to. That is how it goes. Yeah, as long as you don't come close to me and infect me. Don't breathe my air. Don't breathe. Don't let me have to breathe your air. Do as you please. Kill yourself if you want to. Just don't come into my space. Every case, Tulsi Gabbard was part of the anti-war left. She had a wise foreign policy as part of, well, I guess she was not a Republican or anything either. But actually, there's some truth to that. Okay. COVID doesn't know the difference between parties. It doesn't know the difference between parties, but it knows the difference between stupid, right? I hate to use that word. How did that come out of my mouth? It knows when people are not protecting themselves, right? Robert Davenport says, bye-bye, Tulsi. Don't let the doorknob hit where the Almighty split you. Makes for a sore backside. You feel you will not be missed. No, she won't be missed. She hasn't been a Democrat in a very long time. All right, people who didn't get the vaccine are evil. No, they're not evil. I think they're ignorant, but they're not evil. All right, let's see. Bridge MCP, Rudden actually got some common sense as well proven soon. Okay, we'll see. Uh, let's see, Bridge MCP says, YouTube, Robert Davenport, uh, by to- oh, I, she copied that, all right. And thank you for fact-checking me, uh, Mr. Rodnan. Uh, Eric K. says, she is two-faced. 
No, you don't like her? Come on now. Or are you talking about Nancy? I don't know. Uh, Obama endorsed her. Thank you, Eric. Uh, and yeah, Rudnan looked it up and it, it, that is a fact. So I stand corrected. Egberto says Fauci, Mr. Science for president. No, I don't want Fauci. Fauci too old to be president. Melanie Keelan is in the house. She says, hello, everybody. Uh, Michael Rudnan says, COVID death rates are affected by mask wearing and vaccination. It's only Republicans uh, who stood or against those measures. True. No, no. Uh, there were Democrats who stood against anti-vaxxers. I had to go through a lot of those. So I'm just saying. But I'm saying these same anti-vaxxer Democrats wore masks. They, they believed in protecting themselves. They just didn't want a vaccine in their body, which I oppose. But as long as they stay out of my space, it's fine. Carl Cox, the liberal progressives like Sanders Warren, AOC, don't use their political office for personal gain. True. Egberto, pardon, I couldn't find Tulsi Gabbard endorsing Barack Obama. I'll look at it some more. Thank you. I, I thought that's what I heard on NPR, but I could be wrong. So no, no biggie. We can check on that later. Anyhow, let's go to the first video of the day, and it has to do with West Virginia governor getting a pass, as usual. So let's talk about what you would do to bring down inflation and to bring up uh, worker participation um, uh, without increasing joblessness. Uh, you have a background in business, obviously, at the Carlisle Group. Actually, um, Friday's jobs report. That's not the one that I wanted to play. I don't know why that one played. I thought I had. Let me see if I have that put away somewhere. The Virginia governor. Come on, man. Did I screw that one up and not save it? There is a possibility that I didn't save that one. Huh. Could that really be possible that I didn't save it? I need to find it. I need to find it. And it seems like that particular one wasn't safe. Okay, I tell you what. Let me play Saki as I, as I figure a few things out here. Let's go ahead and play Saki. Jen Saki has a message for Mandela Bars where she thinks he could have handled certain questions a bit better. But I think this should extend beyond Mandela Barnes because uh, even Bernie Sanders said it. We have to stop being that one-person pony. We have to stop being that one who says, wait a minute, it's abortion, 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 or it is democracy, 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 or it is Jan 6, Jan 6, Jan 6. It has to be all of the above in a coherent message that ties them all together. I mean, if you want to stretch abortion when you're, uh, when you're uh, fighting in women's, in areas where women are concentrated on that issue, concentrate on that issue, but have the surrounding cast always ready. Uh, I, I think it's important for that. And here's Jen Psaki in the way she said it. In Wisconsin, Republican Senator Ron Johnson, like many Republicans, is trying to put the focus on crime. Take a look at this recent exchange from a debate. Whenever I see a police officer, I go up to him and I say, thank you for your service. And if I have time, I say, please don't be dispirited by the loud few who are trying to defund you. I'm sure he didn't have the same interaction with the 140 officers that were injured during the January 6th insurrection. And let's talk about the 140 officers that he left behind because of an insurrection that he supported. Brendan, what do you make of that point, counterpoint? 
Well, crime is a big issue, and we talk a lot about inflation, we talk a lot about abortion. Most Republican candidates are running on crime, and particularly uh, in Wisconsin, it is working to devastating effect on Mandela Barnes. Uh, Republicans, uh, Ron Johnson uh, is someone who should be very vulnerable, but he he has, has been, been hitting this crime issue, and it, in some places, it's just going to work better than others. And in Wisconsin, it is working. I asked somebody, a, a plugged-in political operative in Wisconsin, why is it working so, so well there? He said one word, Kenosha. Mm, Jen. I would say I agree with Brendan that crime is an issue that Democrats have to speak to. I think there was a missed opportunity there for Mandela Barnes when he talked about the insurrection. I think that mm. was a little disconnected from what people in Wisconsin are feeling. I mean, Milwaukee crime is up in Milwaukee. If I were him or advising him, which I'm not, I would say <laughs> you should have made it about the use of gun violence and the fact that your opponent has done nothing to address gun violence and that is what is uh, sh- showing rising crime in Wisconsin because that's what people are thinking about. Would there fears when they go out their door less the insurrection that is why she's good at what she's in and she's absolutely right you need to you need to go where people are they see the guns being used give them who caused those guns to be used who allow those who have those guns to have them by having manufacturers flooding the area with guns whether it's they who bought it or they who bought it from somebody who bought it from somebody who bought it from somebody it is their policies that makes that ensures the entire region, the entire darn country, is flooded with guns. You have to put the blame where the blame belongs, from healthcare to safety uh, to family leave. All these things, you have to say you can't believe in family values and believe this. You can't believe in in uh, having less criminality and do this. You have to be on point. You have to be aggressive. You have to be decisive. And you have to be assertive. And you don't ever be defensive. Always be on the offense. We spend a lot of time. Always be on the offense. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. All right, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Today's LA regular council meeting video from 32 minutes. Thank you. I uh, must. You have to tell us what's in that video, buddy, because I can't play it right now. I'd love to know what's in it. It's probably really, really heady. Which you know, calling the, the me, me. What's it? What's the word she used? Michanguito. Michanguito. Oh boy, you got to be careful about that. You see, I understand the. You you know what is so funny? I'm going to tell you guys something. The lady was very racial, right? Uh, making state. I'm talking about this, the the the, the uh, councilwoman in LA, where she said, "Oh, that that white guy, he's he's with the blacks," and or <laughs> it was funny the way she said, or or the the white guy who had a black son. She she claimed, "Oh, he's trying to raise his son like a white kid. I need to take him to the side and beat up on him or something like that." She said, and then she said. Then she called him a little changuito, right? And believe it or not, while everybody concentrated on the changuito portion, right? I don't know if they they understand Latin culture on how the de- de- we. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something, right? And don't take this wrong, whoever is listening on whatever side. We use when we call when, in in like in Panama. I just realized it. Um, we the slangs that we use in Spanish in Panama when we're referring to people, friends, and families, and all of that. You know, we're all mixed up out there. It would be completely irresponsible in the United States. 
I think about how we address people in Panama. You know, it's like, uh, well, I won't say it because, again, I'm in the United States. But we, we use these, th- these kind of words that are, that's of physical appearance pretty frequently. And, and when I, now that I'm an, I'm an American and living in America, when I think about some of the phrases that we use at home, I have to be like, ah, oh, I hope I never ever translated in English while I'm doing this stuff because I would get into a lot of trouble. Mucho, mucho problema. All right, let's. I don't know why. I don't know why I digressed and said that. It's just that when E two two four seven showed that, I just wanted to say that. All right, continuing. Uh, let's see. We've got today's. No, let's see. We got Eric Rudnan says Eric Hay is just another conservative who prefers gut feelings to fact. You know, it's a lot. Uh, Daniel Ledo says a new study shows Muslim leaving the Democratic Party in droves. Where are they going? The Republican Party? The one who hates them? You know, I mean, I, I find it amusing when I hear Latinos. Let me, look. Latinos are like America. There are black Latinos, white Latinos, his, uh, uh, Asian Latinos, mixed Latinos, every kind of Latino there is. So when I see people classify as Latinos, I find it amusing. Um, I have a piece on Latinos that I, I, um, I taped from Tiffany Cross that I'm going to play from a professor. Because this thing about Latinos switching and all that kind of stuff, I think what you're missing is Latinos just following the, nat- the nature of the country. But that's for another day. That's for another day. As far as... Muslims running out of the Democratic Party. I don't know what they're running to. It would be curious. All right, Lee Grant says, Bid issues in LA over racism. Seems the ghettos and barrios have a lot of friction. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Because that is how white supremacy works. And it and no, notice what you just said. And you are so right, um, and I try to be a bridge, right? And let me tell you why. As a black Latino, somebody sees me, they just see a black dude. They don't see that I'm, you know, from Panama, Latino. I'm cl- classified as Latino according to the census in the country. And uh, black Latino, that is. Now, I see, and I've seen this myself, where they get minority set-asides. You know, set aside for people of color, people that are underprivileged, right? And then it's just a little piece, a little crumb that gets set aside in county government or these different types of governments. And then the people that whoosh down to get that food are blacks, Latinos, Asians, but mostly blacks and Latinos because, uh, you know, that's just how it turns out. And because they are fighting for something that were, was created for them, what happens is they fight among each other as so that one person doesn't get the advantage. It is a class, it's a perfect operation. I said white supremacy, right? I should also say capitalism, right? Because let me give an example. Mike Cisak, uh, let me see. Let's say Mike Cisak and all these other, Mike Cisak, Daniel Ledo. 
Michael Rudnan, uh, May Wood, Robert Davenport. We're all in this boat, this same boat, right? But what white capitalist supremacy, I noticed I, I used that, I wanted to use the two of them interchangeably. And this has nothing to do with white people. White supremacy, that's the mis- that, that is what folks don't understand. And I'll have the black intelligentsia coming down and busting my head for saying this. But white supremacy has little to do with white people. People don't like to hear when I say that. Because Robert Davenport, May Wood, Mike Cisak, Daniel Ledeau, and, and Paul Fleming, we are all in the same boat and we are all slave to the system. And the system manipulates us in such a manner that we go against them Go, go against each other so that they can survive and continue to pilfer on all of us. Not on some, on all of us. That is why I preach on my programs. Love for us all. That is why I don't hate the Trumpists. I don't hate the conservative. I don't hate any of these guys. And when I genuinely say, I love these folks... Because I understand what's going on. And for me not to do so. For me not to do so. Is equivalent to having white supremacy win. Capitalism win. I hope you understand exactly what I'm saying there. Because it's very, very important. What I said there is extraordinarily important. I can't hate anybody in this room. Anybody. Because for me to do that, for me to wish harm or whatever on any of these folks, mean that I have allowed the system to win. So going back to Brother um, Lee Grant, the fight between the ghettos and the barrios. Notice I always talk about uniting the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia. It's a false fight. And why don't you have Appalachia included in there? You know why? Because Appalachia is a segregated white America of this fortune that nobody really talks about. You don't see them on the TV. You don't see the ghettoification. You don't see any of that that happens in West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and all these places. You don't see it on TV. But you go there, and it looks no different than the barrios and the ghettos, but it's hidden away because in order for you to believe in white supremacy, you have to believe that the condition is not created by economics, it's not created by laws, that somehow it is inherent to those people. And what is the truth? Is that it is all manufactured. So all of you that are in the room, my lefties, my righties, my Trumpists, my otherwise, that's why the love is genuine. Absent it not being genuine, everything that I talk about and preach about makes absolutely no sense. I hope you get what I'm trying to put out there, Brother Grant. I hope you get it. And that friction is what white supremacy is what creates that friction, brother. And that is what I'm, I want to be a part of blowing apart and bringing folks together in that regard and saying, no, don't, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. 
Do not fall for it. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Brissett couldn't find her endorsing Obama, but did find her saying, says Obama is doing his bidding. So I think she did. All right. Uh, my, thank you, Breach. Michael says, as just about any European about Bernie Sanders, they'll tell you he's essential. He's a, yeah. It's just that the right has moved so right, right? Robert Davenport says, Tulsi had delusions of being Joe Manchin, but oops, she was not in the Senate. Doesn't have any clout to be policy power broker. Exactly. And she didn't know how to build coalitions. You have to learn how to build coalitions. Uh, Lee Grant says, crime is a big issue this election. All lefties can do is blame guns. Yeah, not only guns, but policy. Lee Grant, policy. Look, if I have a place for a kid to play basketball, have a hot meal after school, uh, have programs that, where we can sit down and do stuff, that is one less kid on the street whose parents have to work two or three jobs because we have a failed economic system. So I could create programs that kids love. Look here, that, that guy that you like to look on TV, those 15 and 16-year-old thugs that you look on TV that you show on guns and blowing caps in people, right? Have you ever talk, spoken to one of them? Let me tell you, I have. And they're just as much a kid as my the little as the little uh, privileged white kids that I speak to here in town, and they have the same sentiments. They talk the same. They, I mean, they have the same fears, but they also have a different economic reality. And I've spoken to these kids. I've tried to do a little something. I used to go to the uh, for a while. Go to the schools a couple of schools in the hood and, 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 and speak to guys. I don't do that anymore because I'm full-time doing this. But I've spoken to, uh, but there are a lot of other people that, that are trying to do this kind of work. It's amazing how they think so alike, but their outcomes are so different. And, and again, so when you say uh, we blame policy on the crime rate, yeah, gun policy, Economic policy. I could create, I could go into the middle of the hood, create an activity that s several thousand kids participate in every day and it costs less than the ones of those kids that are going to get locked up. But you sell that, you're called a bleeding heart liberal and people take you for granted. But it works. Clinton proved that midnight basketball worked. The Republicans laughed at it. Midnight basketball worked. But you know, like I said, uh, most of the people laughing at it and not supporting it are simply ignorant. But those who are telling those people to laugh at it and to think it's, it's insignificant, they are evil. So when Mike Hay Eric Hayes and all of that spew words, I can't hold it against them. They just have a different family of trust that they listen to right so we got to get let's let's get it right uh let's see what i can do here uh come on get ready all right let's see what else we got here lee grant says uh no my run said lee grant the desperation that comes from poverty is a primary cause of crime lead into drinking water lead into drinking water secondary guns are just uh the leading tool 
for crime and homicide. Thank you. Rudnan, it couldn't be said any better. The guns are the tools for the bad policy that we have, for the bad water that we have. Thank you. Without the guns, there will be the same amount of crime, just fewer murders, and of course, no mass shooting. You see how easy it is to think logically? Egberto, there are estimated 350 million guns in the U.S., more than the number of people. If all these guns were so dangerous, we'd have a lot more shootings. No, most people are good. Most people are good people. I've said it all the time. I don't think there's anything inconsistent there. A leaked recording of crude racist comments resulted in the president of LA resigning from the post. Uh, yeah, I got that. We, we spoke about that yesterday. Uh, Lee Grant, we stand alone with the developing world when it comes to mass shootings. Mass shootings on a daily basis are a wholly American problem. True. Absolutely true. Uh, what else we got here? Mike Cisak, Bridge MCP, that is without ever getting a pay raise during the 40 years. That's a minimum $15 for 40 years. The nearly $1 million at 7% will then give you nearly $70,000 K. No, 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 no. Oh, Lord. I did all these calculations with Richard Wolf, economist Richard Wolf. If we were to eliminate uh, Social Security taxes, and people saved it on their own. First of all, the stock market uh, for the average American isn't 7% growth. But even at 7%, you won't cover it. It's math. And I know the formula. Thank you so kindly. I know the formula. I know the reverse authorization formula and back. And Robert Davenport, you are absolutely right. That's why I shut my mouth up when I was about to add some additional things. This is not Panama. This is LA. You're absolutely right. I will never dispute that. And not only that, when you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do in this case. So what I said is in Panama, Lord have mercy, a lot of us would have been in trouble here in the United States. But we came here and we understand the culture. So you're absolutely right. Uh, Michael Ren says, Muslims aren't likely to forget Trump's Muslim ban anytime soon. Mike Cisak, minimum $15 per hour. I don't know what that's about. Paul Fleming says, Alex Jones must pay $976 million to the Sandy Hook victims, money he does not have. He's hiding a lot of money overseas from what I understand. We'll see what happens. Mike Cisak says, do you still stand by comments you made about reallocating money away from the police? Defund the police activists and Wisconsin Democrat Mandela literally walks away without answering. All right, let's, let's, let's put this away. The problem why you can't really go out and just say defund the police and Mandela shouldn't either is because of shallow thinkers. Um, we send the police when somebody is in, psychological, in a psychological crisis, in a psychiatric crisis. We send the police, all right? Suppose, instead of sending the police when somebody is in a psychological crisis, which normally, uh, often, especially if they're a person of color, will get them killed, instead of sending the cops to that kind of call, if we send somebody trained in doing that, we don't need the funds for that extra police that would be on call to do that. That is what defund the police is all about, right? 
take away all the jobs that police shouldn't be doing and relegate them to do what they should be doing, where they need a gun, where they need to protect somebody, etc. That's what it means. But when you have a group of people who are willing to lie at all cost, then you have to be you you have to explain. And then the parlance in politics is if you are explaining, you're losing. Henceforth, politicians should never use defund the police moniker. They should use send instead of sending police, send psychiatrists to homes. Without talking about the money. The money will take care of itself. Give them less because they need less manpower, etc. All right, let's see. What surprises me is that after Trump saying Mexico sending us drugs, crime, and rapists, it surprises me that there are so many Latino conservatives who stand with Trump. Let me explain. I speak to them on TikTok quite often as well. In, in the Latin parlance, um, if you think, okay, we always talk about self-hate. In the Latin parlance, a very, very famous phrase is se está mejorando la raza. And it goes this way. Anytime an indigenous Latino, meaning not a blue-eyed blonde Latino, because you have blue-eyed blonde Latinos, but anytime a non, a, a, an indigenous-looking Latino, from, from very light indigenous all to black indigenous or all just black Latino, there's this phrase that has been used for a very long time. And it says this. If let's say you're a, 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 a indigenous Latino marrying a white person or a black Latino right, um, marrying a white person, the phrase they use is, Así está mejorando la raza. That's the phrase they use. See, ella se está mejorando la raza. Okay? What that always meant is, ah, she's improving the race. That's white supremacy, right? But it's inculcated into the minds of many, irrespective of race. The, the, the class that was the master is what, uh, is what people with self-hate strive to be. So when you see that, oh, there are a lot of Latinos with Trump, and the thing about it is Trump accepts those particular Latinos as well, right? They feel a cut above. Se está mejorando la raza. And that's where it comes from. You, you, uh, you speak, whisper in the ears of any Mexican and ask them if they ever heard the phrase mejorando la raza and ask them what it means. Ask a Dominican if they know what that means. Panamanians, it's a bit different because while we have a lot of colorization in Panama as well, it's a more benign form of colorization except in the town uh, in Colón and, and some parts of Bocas del Toro where they just let those towns kind of go to hell. So, I mean, that's the reason why, uh, that is the reason why Rudnin, you shouldn't be surprised. It's something that we all expect. Egberto Willis, I think Latinos voting Republican is some kind of a male thing. Can't explain. Uh, well, there is also a black thing with black males. And in fact, uh, Bakari was talking about that. Did I put that one in? I think uh, I don't. I think I played it yesterday. But uh, did I play it yesterday? I think I played it yesterday. Uh, the one, yeah, I think I played it yesterday. Um, 
Oh, no, uh, yeah, I did play it yesterday. I did play it yesterday. So that's the answer. All right, let's see what we got. We got to do better. E2247, we are going to do better. That's why we're doing politics done right. Mike Cisak, you mean black supremacy? Huh? Please explain that to me. I've never heard that one. I would love to know what you mean by black. You know what, Mike Cisak? You should call into my show at KPFT. 713-526-5738 on, at noon, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I would love you to explain that to me. Uh, what do you think I meant that somehow create, that there's somehow something called black supremacy? I would love to see how you explain that, and I'd love to have you on air doing it. All right. Robert Davenport says, we are not running to, uh, to the Republican Party. I just finished a voting guide distributed election. 90% of the endorsed candidates were Democrats, only 10% Republican. <laughs> Republicans, Muslim Voters Guide. Oh, okay. Thank you for uh, illuminating me on that uh, and correcting what um, Daniel Lado had to say, Davenport. All right. Michael Rennie says, Paul, I don't think Alex Jones has 965. He's, ban- he's going bankrupt. Absolutely. Good for him. CSAC says, without guns only, the outlaws would have guns, which means much higher violent crimes, which happened in Australia right after the ban, and that's a lie. Australia violence rate went down after guns were removed. Most people with guns don't protect themselves from a gun-touting person. They actually kill somebody in their own home or someone they know. Those are the actual truths. And it's hard when you are wedded to lies, Mike Cisak. Still love you, but you're wedded to a lie. All right, Paul Fleming says, Ellie people don't talk about how poor their own people are. It defeats the purpose of them claiming supremacy. True. I th- and I, that's why they're hidden in Appalachia, right? And that's why Appalachia doesn't make the news often. Except when uh, Kamal, Bra- uh, Kamal, uh, uh, Kamal goes in to check them out. What is the name again? Uh, Jay Kamal, whatever Kamal. When Kamal goes into Appalachia and realizes great people, nice people. Suffering some from the same ills people suffer in the barrios and the ghettos. Only difference, most of them are white. You know? And if more people saw the humanity of us all, a lot of this stuff would go away. And that's what we aim to do here. Peggy Lopez says, as long as there are folks around who think the color of your skin raises your value and the highest level is held by the white skin folks, folks, that is why I understand, that is my understanding of white supremacy. You're right. Um, uh, you know, it's, um, I think it was Chris Rock. Chris Rock went on stage one time and said, I am rich. I have more money than I need. I'm also black. How many of you in the audience, and it's, you know, most of his shows are mostly populated by a white audience. He said, how many of you in this place would change to be me? Not one person raised their hands. You are going to know when we've made a systemic change when you see not one or two uh, white people raise their hands and say, I'll take the switch. Although some of them said they didn't, they didn't lift their hands up, not because of color, but because of how they will be treated by a cop. But anyhow, thank you, uh, Robert Davenport, for reminding me I had a job to do. Here we go with my ask. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded 
with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure again that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, The Only Re Resort to Right-Wing Doom, How to Make America Utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. Hey guys, thank you so kind. And please remember, folks, um, I, I need your favor. Can you get Politics Done Right a coffee a month? How do you do that? Register with our, our podcast, vlogcast, that's going to have a whole lot of, well, it already has a lot of stuff there. All our podcasts, all our vlogcasts are there right now. Please go to uh, anchor.fm slash Egberto Willis slash subscribe. I'm going to change it next time around for an easier name. But I have it in the um, in the feed right now, anchor.fm slash Egberto Willis slash subscribe. And uh, yeah, it, you can then listen to all our stuff on Spotify and see our videos on Spotify, all that good stuff. So please, por favor, por favor, please register. I just put the link in there. All right, let's see, let's see. Lee Grant, what is the psychologist crisis has a gun or a knife? Then, in that case, you know, I mean, look, I don't have all the answers. All right, I don't. I honestly don't. All I know is that police officers that are untrained to handle psychological crises does not belong there. I think we can all agree on that. How best to do it? to have a psychologist go over if uh, we can have different stages right and i don't know i don't know i don't have all the answers i'm not paid to have all the answers i just know that sending a cop to solve something that they're not equipped to solve is not right okay it's that simple so i i hear you but i want you to take into account that cops shouldn't be doing that kind of a job and because they do that kind of a job many times a lot of people end up dead all right, Mike Cisaxa, it has been tried with psychiatrists instead of cops, and it got the psychiatrist killed. Uh, really? Go ahead and show me the documentation for that. Because I tell you what, most psychiatrists right now handle psychiatric problems. It's, it's, it's when it happens at home in, in, in different situations that it's a problem. So, uh, Mike Cisak, document what you just said. I doubt you can. Uh, Mike Cisak, there's news of psychiatrists killed during a... There's news of a psychiatrist killed during a mental health checkup following a 911 call. 
News to me. Link me. Same thing I asked him. Lee Grant, I see a big red wave. Leftist rhetoric will become harsher and more divided as we approach the election. I see a big blue wave. I think right now, the election is on a razor's edge. It's going to break one way or the other. I am betting that it's going to break on the blue side. We'll see. Use law enforcement for crime prevention and criminal activity response, not revenue generation like tickets, court fees, and forfeiture. Defund non-anti-crime. And you know what? Davenport, CSAC agrees with you about the, uh, w- w- with most of that. Right, CSAC? Come on now. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. All right. Michael Rundin says black supremacy and he found something. Oh. <laughs> oh, you, I, I, you, you always make me smile, sir. There is... There it is. Wakanda nonsense is this. <laughs> that's a good one, Rodney. That's a good one. That's a good one. Even if I must say it myself, that's a good one. Anyway, let's get back to the program at hand. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ledo says, turning point election, it's a referendum on the mood of the country. How each side decides behave after the election is the bellwether. In postmodern Marxists like Egberto Luz, expect leftist terror in our streets. Oh my God. We're going to have terrorism. Leftist terror. Like they had the January 6th. Oh my God. Leftist terrorist. One more video to show you guys. And it has to do with Representative Swalwell. Let's go with that. I love what Swalwell and Ilan Omar are doing by taking the message, taking it to, the, to those who, uh, to the Republicans, Republican leadership. And it's important the way they're doing. Let's watch this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Republicans, including the House Minority Leader, mean that Fetterman has ties to the Crips. You cannot make this stuff up. Some polls suggest that this strategy, as bizarre as it is, actually might be working. But as a new ad from two Democratic members of Congress points out, Republicans, including the House Minority Leader, don't exactly have the best track record when it comes to crime. Kevin McCarthy. You want to talk about law and order? Okay, let's talk. Bakersfield, the heart of your congressional district, is now ranked at the top 10 most dangerous metro areas in America. Your own sheriff said, we know we have a violent crime issue. Kevin, your district has been the murder capital of California for five years in a row. And if you're so concerned about crime, why did you vote against $350 billion in funding for law enforcement? Every Democrat voted for it. When Democrats passed a bipartisan bill to fund the local police departments, you didn't even bother casting a vote. Joining me now is Congressman Eric Swalwell, Democrat from California, one of the Democrats behind that ad. The other person behind the ad is Representative Ilhan Omar. So uh, it's a pretty powerful ad, uh, pointing out the high crime rate in uh, Kevin's own space. Ouch. Uh, how did you and Representative Omar come together to, to pull this off? It was her idea, uh, Joy, and, and she wanted to join us tonight. I know she had another commitment come up, uh, but we were talking about it, and Ilhan said, why are we taking this crap from them on defund the police and, and the racist fear-mongering they're doing when McCarthy has the fifth highest murder capital in the country? He voted against funding police departments. He voted against the most recent uh, grant program that Ilhan and I both voted for. And when it came to the January 6th cops, he rooted for the rioters uh, while the rest of us uh, worked to honor the Capitol Police officers. So he's not pro-cop. He's pro-coup, and everyone needs to know that. 
And I mean, I know that you're friends with a lot of Capitol Police officers, so I know you're speaking from about people that you uh, have great relationships with. Uh, you know, it, it is interesting that overall crime doesn't rank that high when voters are asked what the most important issue is. It's it's well below things like the economy and uh, abortion, which is more important, even climate change, you know, things that we push to try to get people to talk more about immigration. Um, and it, crime is actually down. The FBI says crime is down. Um Violent crime is down. So why do you think Republicans are zeroing in on something that is not top? It's not the top issue for voters. And it's also declining. It's because they don't want to work the problems the American people are facing joy. They want to just work for their own power. And they do that through fear mongering or they do that through threatening uh, violence. And, and that's what we've seen all the way through. And that's why it's important that Democrats reclaim many of these values that we've actually legislated on and enacted to help people like freedom. Uh, we're the party that believes every woman should make her own health care decision. We're the party that believes your kid shouldn't go to school living in fear of gun violence. We're the party that believes you should be able to vote and have that vote counted. But too often, we don't defend ourselves. We put both hands behind our back, and, and too often, it's the upper hand uh, that's really held back. And so I really want us to start pushing back against this nonsense, contrasting ourselves with MAGA Republicans. I think we win on that. Spend a we absolutely win on that. Uh, so when I saw when I saw this piece and, and and saw the video where they're really saying, you know, I, I yesterday I said that on the show as well, right? It is time for us to fight on our strengths, and guess what? Most of it, the strengths are there. Crime? Why is the reason crime rates with guns have increased? Because Republicans flooded the market with guns. Why is it that there are a lot a lot of people without? proper health care in states like Texas because red states, many red states did not accept the Medicaid affordable, the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. And in doing so, they killed many of their citizens. Why is it that the gasoline prices are so high? Because of supply side policies that created a, 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 a boogeyman in shortages that allowed high inflation, all generated by supply side politics, supply side economics, Pushed by whom? Republican politicians as well as neoliberal Democrats. So there are a lot of issues we can come by one after the other, one after the other to show the reasons why uh, one must vote for progressives and why you need not take a back seat from the attacks from Republicans. You take it to them because every faltering portion of this economy, they are directly responsible for in the aggregate. We, it's important that you know these truths, folks. It's so important that you know these truths. Peggy Lopez says, fatal drug overdoses have risen in all but eight U.S. states in the past year. CDC estimates there were a total of 109,673 overdose deaths in the year to April, a new record. Uh, Bridge says, it amazes me so many people are so gullible. They cannot see this is not the old GOP anymore. You know, that's why I like um, uh, Liz, Liz Cheney. I hate her policies. But at least she stands for something. And she doesn't get uh, hoodwinked. All right, let's see what else we got here. Lee Grant says, there is a high crime rate in many California cities, just like in many Texas cities as well. Right? Uh, let's see. Stepping away early, Michael Rodden, you will be missed. Bridget says, Egberto Willis, watch the movie The Woman King. I watched it. I loved it. I loved it. And yeah, 
some stuff to be atoned with in that movie, but yes, I loved it. Uh, let's see what else we have here before I go, because we're at, we're at the end of the show, so let me see what else is there. Anyhow, look guys, thank you so kindly for being here. Uh, this is my second Shay sto- <laughs> This is my second show of the of the day. I went to bed late. Let me tell you a little quick story before I leave. You know the site politicsandright.com. Something hit my site yesterday, a bug or something. I don't know what it is. I have to figure it out. But the site went haywire as I was writing my last blog of the night. It's around 11:59. What I did is I worked out earlier. And uh, then I came into the office to do my work, came, you know, after my workout to finish my shift, right? So I come in here, finishing up that blog, check, I had to pull something down from a website. The website is all out of whack. I'm like, great. I had to go in, re-download themes, all that kind of stuff, and put the website back together. Luckily for me, the widget stayed intact, so I just, after putting the new themes in, I just had to start throwing widgets all over, and I rebuilt the website. There are certain things that still need to be, be done. But I, I'm, I'm just showing you that because I didn't get a lot of sleep last night because of that. I had to stay up doing all these things with the widgets. When you're in this kind of a business and you're working alone, you are responsible for every aspect of it, the website, the processing of videos, the, the, the researching on the material, the reading, and in the, in the case of writing, the writing of books, the writing of articles, this is a real 16-hour job for many people. Actually, it should be more. If I, had, if I had two or three people, they probably would be working that hard again. So when, when I ask to support this, you're not supporting some flojo. You're not supporting like... Uh, Oh, somebody that's not really doing the things that need to get done. So, I ask again kindly, right? Uh, please support progressive media. It's the only way we can get our message out. It's the only way we can change minds. It's the only way. And this isn't, this isn't something one does for money. And, and Robert Davenport is absolutely right. Business Ownership is brutal, especially a business of this type that uh, is, you know, where, where, where you're selling your, um, your, the, uh, your, your hope, your respectability, uh, and, 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 and trying to sell change. So please support us however you can. Politicsdoneright.com slash support is the all-encompassing way to support us politicsunright.com slash PayPal if you want to do a one-time or several-time support, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Or I need patrons right now, politicsunright.com slash patron. But also, please consider subscribing to our new blog that we are going, that we are populating with everything, and that is at anchor.fm slash Egberto Willis slash subscribe. I couldn't do this. For all these years, without having your support. So I continue to ask for your support to keep politics done right on air, both here and at KPFT. This is entirely volunteering, doing this entirely. So we can't do it without your support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. 
And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.